We're recording. In LA, almost all of us who can stay home are some are, are quarantined. Six feet matters. Hey everyone, I'm Bob Christian, and welcome to Quarantine Stream Frontiers, an ongoing series of lightning round questions, catching up with some of our favorite guests 30 days later and talking about things to come. So right now it's day 47 in LA quarantine which means if each day in quarantine were one foot, we'd now be as tall as the Hollywood sign. So congratulations us. Today, we're talking East Coast versus West Coast with our guests. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? I'm Aaron from Los Angeles. And Jackson from New York. Awesome. Thank you both so much for coming to talk again. It's been about a month and everything has changed, especially this weekend as the first weekend where a lot of things are opening back up for the first time. What I want to know the most about right now, though, is gyms and hair salons seem to be the first things to reopen. So which are you more excited about? Well, you, you missed something important. Tattoo parlors are also opening. I'm getting a tattoo and probably on my face. I need a good face tattoo to just run out and get a <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, right. Why are tattoo parlors such a huge issue? Do you guys have any idea? No. <laughs> 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 who's like i gotta get that tattoo so jackson what about you are you gonna get go to the gym or hit the hair salon up first probably the hair salon the hair is getting out of control right now it's the longest it's ever been with the hot summer coming gotta get it cleaned up it's interesting to me that of these three things the gym the salon the tattoo parlor there are they're all very outwardly uh expressive things right it's all about like your outward beauty your outward physique um which and they're all very hands-on, so it's weird that that's where people go first, is they have to be more beautiful, I guess. <laughs> well, I think gyms, you can isolate yourself a little more than a hair salon. You don't have to talk to anyone at the gym. I never talk to anyone at the gym. In fact, talking to people at the gym is like one of my biggest fears. <laughs> and we're like three of ten Americans that actually go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least as the weather gets nice, you can still do things gym-related outdoors. I mean, y'all live in L.A., so it's nice all the time, but... I've been working with my trainer in Central Park, which has been a lovely change of pace versus the gym. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's yeah. great. Uh, Bobby, I do want to circle back to something. You said it's been 30 days since the three of us recorded that quarantine podcast. Just about, yeah. Because it feels like it was like two nights ago. Right. Well, that's one of the things about the time is everyone keeps saying, well, time is irrelevant. And this has been going on forever. I think time's been going by so fast. And I have nothing to mark time with, I guess. Agree. Yeah, it's, it's like a trip. So the way the show works is I'm going to ask a series of questions to figure out what life is like and how sheltering has changed you, me, maybe all of us. I'll ask the questions and we'll rotate answering. Uh, we'll start with Aaron. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay, let's go. Question number one. Since gyms are reopening, we'll start with this. If shelter at home was a style of workout or a workout routine, which one would it be? For me, it would be the, the rowing machine because it's super intense and it feels like time stops for me when I'm rowing and it takes everything I got just to get through five minutes. But I swear to God, it's 15 minutes. What about you, Aaron? Mine would be the treadmill because it's just repetitive. It's the same thing, going nowhere. Like I have to be focused to get through it, listening <laughs> to a lot of music. I've never done it, but I think I would say like hot yoga because it sounds like something you just want to get away from and get outside. You feel trapped. Hot yoga is my favorite thing, and I can't wait to go back. I've tried heating up the room in my apartment to, like, 90 degrees with a space heater at top of my mat, and I'm wearing, like, winter running gear in New York, 
and trying to emulate hot yoga and it just doesn't work. Wow. We have a treadmill <laughs> in our house. So that's been like my go-to. What about you, Jackson? Have you done anything? Aaron, I'm going to say that was very extreme. Jackson, have you done anything <laughs> extreme to adjust your workout routine? No, not at all. Like I said, I meet a trainer in Central Park and that's about it. You practice social distancing? Yeah. So um, we stay you know, six feet apart or whatever. And he brings some equipment that we wipe down and whatnot. But yeah, that's it's pretty much like normal. How was the DIY yoga, hot yoga, Aaron? I'm addicted to hot yoga because of the flush and the cleanse. Like it's just literally a cleanse every time you do it. And yeah, you can't repeat that here. <laughs> All right. Question two. Which of these would you say that you've gone on during quarantine? An order in extravaganza or personal chef boot camp? We'll start with you, Jackson. Definitely the personal chef boot camp. I was just saying the other day that one thing I'm going to take away from this is that I find that I actually really enjoy cooking. and I'm getting more and more experiential every time. What's the most ambitious thing you've tried to cook? Nothing super ambitious. I mean, we roasted a whole chicken the other day, some, you know, uh, hot roast, some, you know, steaks, all sorts of stuff, but slowly growing and growing. I think every Sunday night we try to do a more fancy at home dinner. Do you guys have a celebration dinner plan for when this is over? Uh, that would definitely be going out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, what about you? Have you been ordering extravaganza or personal chef boot camp? Personal chef boot camp. I got a cast iron skillet. So like I made salmon and vegetables in it last night, but I also, for the first time, I wet brined a chicken. Wow. And then I tied it. And now it's been in my fridge for two days air drying and I'm going to cook it tomorrow night. And I was walked through on FaceTime how to tie it properly by my buddy who's a sous chef. And I've been watching tons of YouTube cooking videos. I'll go and tell you cast iron skillet when i got mine for christmas this year it's changed the way i cook it's the most amazing it's amazing thing. It, it makes all the food taste great it gives it a great look too it's it's fantastic my biggest uh cooking change though since the beginning has been i got a pancake pen where you put the pancake batter in and you can draw shapes and stuff with the pancake batter what's the most ambitious shape you've done uh, I tried like a like a person that was maybe a foot tall, and so that's when I learned I had to also oh, buy wow. a very large spatula. And uh, <laughs> I've yet to do a really big good person. It's been harder than I thought it was going to be. Can I ask you? Do you do this by yourself or with your daughter? Oh yeah, no, just with. I do this with Augustine. I have not gotten up the energy to actually since they've left. I've started doing food photography to give myself a goal of something to get better at during this. And so I've been mainly working with fruits and vegetables for that. So I haven't even made myself pancakes since this, since they left. All right. Question three, knowing what you know now about sheltering at home, if you could choose anyone alive or dead or imaginary to spend quarantine with, who would it be? Probably a certain ex. <laughs> um, just probably. We should insert here that, Aaron, uh, you've been alone this entire time. Yes. Yeah, I. but I, as I said on the last podcast, I am doing like drinks every night tonight on Zoom or FaceTime. Tonight I'm doing a social distancing drink on my roof with a neighbor. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't know who dead or alive like i'd love to say like okay my dad 
but we'd probably kill each other after <laughs> like a month together quarantine. So that wouldn't work out either. Um, so yeah, I think that's old important. animals. Yeah, you can do animals. Yeah, I'd bring back my uh, German Shepherd Sophie and my cat Link or Linksy. So you'd have like a Doctor Doolittle situation going on in your apartment. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a very honest answer. I completely agree with how you see things <laughs> might be with your dad for 30 days in your apartment. Jackson, what about you? I think I would actually like to try to do it by myself. You know, I'm with a girlfriend now, which is wonderful. <laughs> but no, honestly, like, I'm kind of like curious to see how I would do. You know, would I go crazy and not be able to go do happy hour and do that type of stuff? Would I get bored or would I enjoy it and embrace it? I kind of like to try. That's really interesting. No, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting answer considering <laughs> you're with your girlfriend. Uh, but I think before Jade and Augustine left, I felt the same way. I'm just really curious what that would be like as well. So it's more a curiosity than like a desire to do it. Just just seeing both sides of it. Exactly. Seeing yeah. both. Yes. And now you've actually seen both sides. Which do you like or which? I don't think... I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen both sides because I think there's a difference in a week or two with a finite finish point where I'm leaving mm-hmm. I know on a certain time and that's going to be over than an open-ended 30 40 50 day stint. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Jackson, I think it's fine. You just have to be it's a lot of self time. Um you run out of you porn videos. So I mean, um <laughs> it it just it it you know, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Question four. 30 days in, what's something you wish you had or something that's been really hard to find? For me, I've said this every time, it's creamsicles. I'm just dying to have a creamsicle, especially mm. want to get a creamsicle for Augustine and can't find them anywhere. Mine's kind of silly, too. I mean, here on the upper east side of Manhattan, for some reason, there seems to be a constant shortage of Diet Coke. And anytime I see it, I have to buy as much as I can because you never know when you'll see it again. And always out, even from restaurants for takeout, like you're like, oh, I'll get a soda to go with that sandwich. Nope, sold out Diet Coke. So that one, it's no nearly impossible to keep stock of. Where do they grow Diet Coke? <laughs> Are the farmers like... There's plenty, there's plenty of other Coke, like regular Coke, Sprite, you can find anything. But Diet Coke, that section's always empty. Uh, for me, I think I'd want some weights. Oh, those have been really hard to find. Yeah, I haven't even tried. I feel like that was, it was bread, flour, anything pasta and weights were the first things to just be gone out of stores. <laughs> that kind of leads us into our next question. Question five, what hobby or interest did you discover or double down on during quarantine? Aaron, you've kind of already talked about this. Do you have, so, is it been all workout based or have you found anything else? Workout and cooking. I have an open page how to learn Spanish in a month on my computer that I not looked at since I opened the page. <laughs> so in my head, I'm going to learn Spanish at some point during this quarantine. But in actuality, I'm just rewatching shows. I hear you on the Spanish. I completely agree with that. What about you, Jackson? I mean, other than the cooking, not not much else. I mean, I was talking about this in the sense that since I have a full-time job and I'm working, you know, a regular day, Monday through Friday still, and it's still very busy, surprisingly, that my routine is kind of the same. I don't have all this extra free time. I mean, obviously, since I'm going out to dinner, I'm eating at home, but other than that, the routine is kind of the same, and the amount of time I have is the same. So I'm kind of jealous of those who have all this extra free time to 
take on new hobbies. I'm like, I want that. But how many people are actually taking on a new hobby? Probably zero, but they're all talking about it. I was talking to a friend today about uh, he's been working at home. He said the exact same thing that you said, Jackson, that he's having, he wishes he had this stuff, but he's just working maybe harder than he's ever worked before, which is what Jade said as well. All right. Question six. Uh, was there a point during this that you looked down at yourself and thought, so it's come to this? Yeah, like I shaved my head and kind of had a mohawk. And I haven't shaven in two months. So I ran into my neighbor. And she's just staring at me with this weird look. And I'm like, what's her problem? And then like two hours later, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, right, you have a mohawk. (laughs) which is out of character for me. And so now I'm bald, shaven bald, with a beard that the first thing anyone who FaceTimes me says is like, oh my God, like, did you move to Alaska? (laughs) What about you, Jackson? Not really. I'm just amazed that it's just, to be honest, gone by so easily. Oh, wow. In in a sense, like, if you explain this to me, you know, in January, the new year, it's like, oh, by the way, in three months, this is going to happen to New York and to your life. I'd be like, you're crazy. We would all go insane. Mm-hmm. But here we are, you know, two months later, we're fine. You know, the, the world's not ending or my personal world's not ending. Well, for someone who just told us they wish they spent more time alone, you sound really adjusted to this. <laughs> yeah, that's the routines just kind of falling into place. Well, here's the next question. Question number seven, I believe. If you could go back in time and change two things about yourself or your life before going into this, like if you heard that back in January, uh, we'll start with Jackson. Jackson, what would those be? What would the things be that you might change? I think I have a better sense of, you know, better prepared for, you know, things like just like food and recipe planning and just kind of knowing that, okay, we can do these meals and, you know, what supplies, you know, kind of stock up on things like Diet Coke and toilet paper, just kind of be better prepared for when it started, I guess. Um, Otherwise, you know, I think having some other supplies around the house, like, you know, like Aaron said, weights and things to help make not being able to go out to the gym and things like that easier would be nice. But other than that, there's honestly not much. Wow. Okay. What about you, Aaron? I would have traveled more. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Seen more. Any place in particular? My next trip was for Mexico City. And I also would have eaten out a lot more, even though I do eat out. But there's like restaurants I wanted to try that I hadn't tried. What do you think about going to Mexico City when this is passed? Let's say nine months from now, if it doesn't flare back up in the fall, do you see yourself going to a big city destination again? Or do you think you're going to radically change your the way you travel? For me, personally, I, I'd really wait to see how this goes because i'm i'm a little bit more skeptical than most people i think we don't know anything about this it's been like three months whether it flares back up also how a country like mexico might handle it Mm -hmm. so i i would be very cautious but i am going to book a trip to go to i wyoming idaho this summer so I'm going to buy the ticket, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So that will probably be the first time I get on a plane when I do that. What about you, Jackson? What are you are you looking forward to going anywhere? Or are you going to kind of stay at home and see how things go once this is over? No, I think I'm looking forward to traveling again. I travel a fair amount for work, and 
you know, you get sick of it when it's happening, but now I'm like, oh, I'd love to get on a plane again and go somewhere. So no, I think like with anything in life, you take your own self precautions and, you know, protect yourself as best you can and go about your day. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll have a problem getting on a plane or going somewhere. I'm looking forward to it. All right, next question. What's one way you've surprised yourself? Having gone through this for 40 plus days, what's one way that you've really surprised yourself or you feel really good about? For me, working out. Like I've been really dedicated, like an hour, 90 minutes a day of hard working out. And I think, you know, you said 47 days. I've probably been like closer to two months of quarantine Mm -hmm. and I haven't worked out two days. You haven't missed working out, you mean? Yeah, I haven't missed working out twice. I've only missed working out twice. Uh, for me, more just the ability, the ability to adapt. You know, I spend, I think part of the thing about living in New York is people have smaller apartments and you have smaller spaces because you spend your life outside of those places. You go from work immediately to a bar and have dinner and finish up some emails or, you know, see some friends or you're going to a show or you're going to a concert or art gallery. There's just so many things you're constantly doing which obviously a lot of cities have, but I think you do it more and more here that you live your life outside of your apartment. And so I thought I would go insane. But as I've been saying, I really haven't, and I've adapted and enjoyed the home life a lot more than I thought I would. I really want to start talking about East Coast versus West Coast, but I got to ask these last two questions because I'm so curious because I feel like the three of us have had very different experiences and reactions to this. Uh, We'll start with Jackson for this one. So Jackson, wounds heal up and disappear or they scar over? If this whole thing ends tomorrow, looking back at this, what do you think? What do you think your wounds will do? Uh, they'll heal. Not to sound all cheesy, but you know, we tend to be pretty resilient and just move on to the next thing. You know, who's you know, a year from now, will we be wearing masks when we go to the grocery store? Maybe. I mean, I see it more likely like when I'm on the subway, then maybe that becomes a regular part of my life. But I think it just becomes a new normal, and you get used to it, and you know the way this world goes, who knows what we're going to be dealing with a year from now. So I think you just adapt, adjust and keep going. I I completely agree. I mean, when you look historically, like the worst times ever, the plague, the depression, world wars, you know, you just wake up the next day and keep plugging along. And that's all you can do. Yeah. That being said, you know, obviously fortunate not to have lost anyone, you know, still have a job. Mm -hmm income you know so we're doing a lot better off than a lot of people in the world but through those lenses you know that's that's what i have to view it through though last question in the future this happens again to another generation the only thing you can pass on is one sentence what is that sentence that you pass on stock your bar (laughs) (laughs) okay jackson (laughs) buy a fancy yacht (laughs) 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 yeah i think i should have thought bigger mine's always been like like you'll get through this positive positivity <laughs> by a pancake pin. Yeah, I think yacht is probably much better. For you. Yeah, I'd even go to yacht. That's a great idea. <laughs> All right, and because this is corn stream, uh, just real quick, what's something you've been streaming that's really brought you comfort throughout this entire thing? For me, it's been Nashville's radio station Lightning One Hundred. I listen to it every day. What about you guys? We started Downton Abbey, which I never thought I would like, never thought I'd get into, and been loving it. It's just been a great little escape. Except for the whole part where they go through the 1917 uh, or 1918 flu, like hit a little close to home. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what about you? I've been listening to Tiny Desk Concert on NPR. So it's been like these artists I've never heard of. Some are small, then obviously, you know, some big artists, really good. 
And I also just recently by accident rewatched um, The People versus O.J. Simpson, which was unbelievable. And I don't want to give away the ending, but <laughs> it was really good. Okay. Let's talk East Coast versus West Coast. These next series of questions are just going to be about life and everything in L.A. versus New York. What's unique about this is I haven't, but you have each lived in both cities. So that might provide some different insight. But let's start with question number one. Since we started the last section with Aaron, we'll start this with Jackson. I know this is a pretty open-ended question, but I just want the gut response for question number one. Cuomo versus Newsom, who wins? Well, I think Cuomo could definitely win. Like in a fight? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's what I'm picturing. Like, if it was a battle, Cuomo's just tough. In general, like, between the two of them, like, who, like, just overall response, the way they've handled it, disposition, who do you think is, like, the better man of the two of them? I, I think Cuomo's been great, but I think Gavin Newsom has been really good. I don't want to, like, coward out of an answer, but I've really liked how they both handled it, been honest about mistakes things they would change so i I think i would take gavin newsom just because he's my governor and also governor cuomo looks like mo from the simpsons to me (laughs) so i can't take him totally seriously all right uh starting with aaron on this one which place do you think it has been harder to live new york or la wow um i think new york because la the weather is beautiful you can take walks but also New York kind of trains you to do this because you're locked up for all of winter. So you don't leave your apartment. So I, I, I would say I would say it's probably more difficult in New York. And also California, we typically have cars. We can get in the car and take a drive and get away. That's I agree. I was going to say New York and the main reason being the car. I mean, we've even joked recently about buying a car just to have the ability to to get away. Uh, Jackson, I want to ask you a question about New York City. Feel free to jump in, Aaron, if you want to. Uh, But specifically about living in New York, there are these rumors circulating about bodies being essentially stacked up in the streets. Did you see any of that or hearing that news, did that affect how you felt about the virus? I think you get a sense of the the tragic level of the whole thing. Uh, No, I didn't see any bodies stacked up in the street. But within probably five blocks, 10 blocks, there are three different hospitals uh, from my place. So there's, you know, the constant flow of ambulances and a lot of nurses, doctors and whatnot live in this neighborhood. So you're always seeing people out in the scrubs and you just you, you, you kind of just get a sense that everyone is, is dealing with it and going through it. Um, they did build a big uh, extension, you know, tent city of more, uh, like operating rooms and stuff in Central Park. But I haven't walked up there to see that. That just mm-hmm. seemed kind of morbid tourist mm-hmm. thing to do. All right. Question three. In your respective cities, what was the hardest restriction to adjust to? Now I think in New York it's it's the mask situation um, where you have to wear it, you know, because of that and because they've really increased enforcement. So there's literally a large uh, grocery store across the street from us that you could just pretty much walk into at any time. And, you know, it's maybe always a little too crowded, but everything is. But now they've really started limiting the number of people that can go inside and everyone having to wear a mask. And then now there's just a long queue waiting to get into the store at all times every day that just becomes a hassle. And then once you get inside, I think everyone turns in on their inner, you know, jerk. And they're just constantly like, get out of my way. You're getting too close to me. It just, it stresses me out every time I go shopping. Oh, I kind of wish that that happened more in LA. I go into stores and I feel like people walk in there and they turn on their inner jerk, which is the exact opposite where I have to tell people to step away because they're literally bumping into me. 
that completely happened to me yesterday or two days ago when I went shopping at 365. The guy was picking vegetables. I waited for him. He left. I put up, pulled up my cart and he had forgotten something, comes back and he's on the phone holding it with one hand. So he's only shopping with one hand, which I hate. <laughs> and he like butts my cart out of the way. And I go, I say, do. And I look at him and he's like, sorry. And he completely oblivious to, and he so got like almost right next yeah. to him. I was at Chick-fil-A the other day and there's this guy, they put these, you know, plexiglass partitions between the cashier and the guest and they obviously encourage everyone to order my app anyway. So there's this only guy in line, I'm waiting for my food. He gets up to the thing, they have a little opening for the food and, you know, money to go through. He leans into the opening, takes off his mask to place his order while he's talking through the opening, stands up, puts his mask back on, leans back down again, takes his mask off to talk through the thing. I was like, come on, guy, just Jeez. get it together. Use your head. <laughs> I also think they need to have commercials about how to wear a mask. Like the people who wear it over their mouth, but then don't cover their nose. Mm -hmm, right. And you're like, okay, like, are you doing that on purpose or? <laughs> All right, Aaron, what's been the hardest restriction to adjust to in LA? I play golf. So like now the weather is beautiful. Like I'd like to be able to play golf. And especially that's something you can probably do completely practicing social distancing and not touching anything but like just you know going out and sitting down and having a beer or a glass of wine or going to a restaurant like i really miss sitting down at a restaurant for sure all right question question four what's something in your own city that you're glad that you have good weather i mean at least where i am and where i live the the proximity to parks you know, I'm a 10 minute walk to Central Park and 10 minute walk to, and not even 10, like three minute walk to the East River. And if those two weren't there with our dog and everything, it'd be a lot more difficult. If I lived in Midtown or something, it'd just be a pain. And now the reverse will pick up a Jackson. What's one thing from California you wish you had in New York? The weather. This weekend's the first time we're going to have two straight days of 70s and bright, clear skies. And probably since last summer, April was very rainy, very gray, which helps you stay home. So, you know, that does help. You're not itching to go play golf, for example, but man, it was kind of depressing and dark. So, and what about you, Aaron? What do you, what's something in New York you wish you had here in LA? Well, when he just said Central Park or walking on the East River, like I used to love jogging on the East River. Um, I, I, that or walking through Central Park. Number six, which city do you think has done better as a populace with coping with this? Which which city do you think the people are actually doing better following social distancing, paying attention to the guidelines, that sort of thing? You know, it's really hard to tell because I, you know, my brother lives in New York and I talk to people in New York, but I'm not there. And you, you know, I'd like to say California, but then you see the protests yesterday in Huntington Beach. So I'm like, I, I don't know who's doing better. I I think California, I would say, just because it's spread out mm -hmm. and you can walk down the street and kind of be alone. And that's maybe not the case in New York, but I'm not walking down the street in New York right now. Jackson, what about you? I agree. I mean, I think the numbers would say California. But yeah, I think the the the, the lack of density or comparatively mm -hmm. makes California a little easier. I mean, I always say this, you know, everyone was giving shit to all the people 
sorry bob you're not supposed to curse uh for, <laughs> for all the uh beaches in florida you know showing people on them and all that type of stuff but guarantee you right now if you flew a drone over the the great lawn in central park it would look exactly the same as the beaches exactly the same what's interesting since you mentioned the florida thing i just want to point out something that wasn't really covered in the news a lot of the pictures that were being used to talk about florida were actually pictures from the previous year's fourth of july and drone footage from yeah. florida showed that people were the majority of people were staying six feet away from each other um so i feel like that was people looking for something to complain about which kind of leads me to my next question let's just let me just go ahead and ask this. We both live in blue states. The majority of states that are reopening this weekend are red. Is that something that you're judging or how do you feel about that? Do you feel confident in the leadership there or do you feel it's politics? Uh, Jackson, since you were talking, we'll just pick back up with you. <laughs> My answer is kind of bizarre. I think I'm glad some places are starting to reopen because I think no one knows how to handle this. You know, No one knows what the right thing to do is everyone's just guessing and using the best they can from data science but in reality we don't know so you know if places that have you know lower numbers if they start opening their stuff and having people at restaurants sitting farther apart that type of stuff and their numbers don't spike and don't go crazy then that gives me hope here in new york that eventually we can get back to that sooner than later so if someone has to be that guinea pig and i hate to put it in that term but if someone doesn't start doing it no one ever will and we won't know what's going to happen you know, that's exactly what I've been saying about it. When people were yeah. judging Georgia, I was like, their numbers are down. The guy sounds like an idiot, but that's a choice. I think he's smarter than he sounds. And yeah, let's just let them see what happens. I think it might lead us out faster. What do you, what do you think, Aaron? I agree. As of today, Georgia has had a complete spike. So their new cases were up like 1,200 or something. <laughs> Buzzkill, so, Aaron. Like my... I'm sorry. I said buzzkill Aaron. <laughs> yeah. My thing is like, we don't know, but yeah, small rural communities should kind of start to open up. But, you know, my thing is open up. Is anyone going to rush out to a restaurant just because people, leadership says it's okay to go to a restaurant and sit? And what if somebody sneezes or going into an office building? Um, but I do think, you know, things need to start opening up but i i don't know what that means like big offices aren't going to open because there's liability issues mm -hmm. you know no one knows what this is or how to handle it but yeah i i agree like if you think you can handle it and you're doing it well and test it out sure and i i thought california was really handling it well until i saw huntington beach yesterday and they were there was no social distancing at mm -hmm. all just people on top of each other yeah, I heard about, the, to kind of go back to the first thing you talked about, I heard about the spike in Georgia. I'm real interested to see what it looks like on Wednesday, because Wednesday, Thursday of this week is when Georgia will have been open for two weeks. And so we'll be able to see if this spike is just a random thing that happened today, or if it continues to grow, which might change the way everything moves forward. And I'm honestly, to be totally honest, if Georgia has a problem and closes back down i'm really worried about how long it's going to take california to open up i think that's going to push everything way back yeah and what's reopened like public cities that revolve around public transportation new york boston dc how's that going to work 
Well, New York's kept its public transportation open throughout this, which I thought was an interesting thing. But no one's really riding it. Jackson, have you taken the subway? No, not in months. But they just announced that now they're shutting down the entire system from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. every day to do deep cleaning. So this will be the first time in the history of New York we haven't had 24-hour transportation. I saw that yesterday. I think it's weird that it's taken this long to make that decision, though, because because of a lot of factors, it feels like we're in the tail end of this, maybe. So it's interesting they wouldn't have done this in the beginning of April. I think they held on as long as they could because the quote-unquote, you know, the essential workers, that's the main thing that they use to get places. You know, the the people who work in my grocery store, you know, across, they they don't live in this neighborhood. You know, they live Mm -hmm. further out, and that's why they have to take the subway. It's the only way for them to get here. I forgot how how wealthy you were. My bad. (laughs) That's not... (laughs) <laughs> well, he's thinking about buying a yacht, so obviously it's very well. <laughs> All right, question nine. Of the two states, New York and California, which state do you think has a better route or an easier route out of this, Aaron? I think without a doubt it's California just because of density, space, and not the need for everyone to rely on public transportation. Jackson? I think I have to agree. Though I think New York is trending really well right now. I mean, I think our numbers are doing what they're supposed to a lot faster than some other areas. But one other thing, Bobby, just to tag on to what you said, you think we're towards the end. And I know you and your scientific background is incredible. <laughs> and I encourage people to look it up. I think that it, it, the numbers are all good because no one's gone out in 47 days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely think that's a factor, which kind of leads into the next thing Uh, aaron if la opened up tomorrow would you go out uh i would play golf and practice complete social distancing and not touch the flag or anything like that would i go out to a restaurant i if it opened tomorrow no but you know if in a week it was okay and yeah i i'd eventually give in Mm -hmm. you know and I'd practice, I'd try to wear a mask and, you know, but eventually I would give in. What about you, Jackson, if New York opened tomorrow? Yeah, I would definitely go out to a restaurant, for sure. Um, and it's, it's again, it's fine that that right balance where you feel safe and you do what, you can control what you can control and uh, make those choices. Even after this, I'm meeting a friend because a lot of the bars and restaurants are serving, you know, booze out of windows. So we walk up to a window, order a drink, and then stand six feet apart on the sidewalk and enjoy our drink together. How long have you been doing that? Really just start with the weather getting nice. So I'm, like I said, I'm meeting a friend after this. So it's really maybe the second time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, I, yeah. with my science background, I want to say that makes me think that this is, <laughs> again, like a symptom of this changing, at least changing for the better. All right. Thank you both so much for being on. I have one last question. We'll start with Jackson on this. Do you have a timeline in your head of when this will be over? And if so, what is it? Uh, I tend to be the more optimistic one. I think Bob amongst uh, one of our little groups of friends, we actually have a bet going. I don't know if you're around for that, but I had May 23rd uh, as to when we'd be able to go to a restaurant. I think I'm going to lose that bet. Um, But I don't think I'm too far off. I'm hoping for June. Okay, what about you, Aaron? When this is over or when we can go out a little and things are open a little? Over is such a huge term. Let's just say when we can go out to restaurants and stuff, it feels it feels more like normal than 
because if this goes on for years, like everyone keeps saying, but if when it starts feeling more mm-hmm. like normal, not just in a, I can go pick up pants from the curb, I can actually do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would say maybe like Fourth of July. That's interesting. Real quick question about that: You think if it gets close, like things are slowly opening, you think they're going to open up more stuff for the Fourth of July? Or do you think they're going to clamp down and carry this past the Fourth of July? No, just kind of that date, like you know, encouraging people to take a road trip or get on a plane, wearing a mask, and travel and go see something and get out and try to have something resembling summer vacation for children mm-hmm. and things like that a a sense of normalcy all right guys well thank you both so much for being on the show it was really great hearing about the two perspectives of the cities and how you guys are doing and aaron just know that when jackson goes to sleep tonight he's going to fantasize about living your life all by himself in his own apartment (laughs) are you gonna cry yourself to sleep (laughs) i'm just gonna turn the heaters on and try yoga All right. Corn Stream this week was produced by me, Bobby Christian. Special thanks to Aaron in Los Angeles and Jackson in New York. If you'd like to share your life and list from Corn Stream, reach out to me on Instagram at Civil Matador. And remember, this will end, so enjoy it while you can.